Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Blog Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill, presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way with new eyes. So, stay with us and together, we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today, the value of crisis. And before we explore this topic, I'd like to say a few words about Alice Bailey. Alice Bailey is the founder of the Lucis Trust, and Lucis Trust sponsors this show. Alice Bailey also wrote 24 books of esoteric philosophy. And those 24 books are the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear on this show. The following thought is also from the works of Alice Bailey. There is a crisis in human affairs. This must be viewed in terms of opportunity and not in terms of cataclysm or catastrophe. What is the real meaning of crisis, and why does it have such a negative connotation? Well, maybe we could start with the second part of that question first. The negative Mm -hmm. connotation for a lot of people, I think, is that crises are emotionally uh, disturbing, unhappy periods in life when everything looks dark and hopeless. But in fact, the real meaning of crisis is found in, um, well, the This is so familiar, it's almost a cliché, but everybody probably knows the Chinese symbol for crisis is um, opportunity and danger, both represented within that uh, uh, um, hieroglyph, or no, it's not a hieroglyph, uh, what, the character for the Mm -hmm. word crisis in Chinese. Spiritually, the dictionary does pretty well. It says that crisis is a decisive point, a turning point for better or worse. And then there's Yogi Berra who said, when you come to a fork in the road, take it. <laughs> he, in a way, was talking about crisis. I think it's a, it's a choice. Crises present us with options. And maybe the negative connotation comes from the fact that we don't always like to make choices. We like everything to be very clear and smooth and even. 
with the wind at our back and uh, the sun shining and smooth sailing ahead. But really, when you think about it, if life were always like that, how would we grow? How would we learn to appreciate the lessons of life that often come through difficulty and sometimes even through pain? Do we really want just smooth sailing and sunny days? Well, I guess each of us has to answer that for himself. But yes and uh, no, I don't think that's necessarily good. I mean, people... If they do want that, then they're not going to move ahead very fast. They're not going to have very much wind at their back, but um, because they'll be standing still. But um, we, it is said that mankind has a habit of crisis, and we create our own crisis for the most part because they are decisions that we based on decisions that we make, and usually. Those decisions are based on kind of selfish intents, selfish reasons, and they often end up uh, creating a, a worse situation than had we chosen more correctly. So uh, often the, the decisions we make are, and, and we tend to look at the results of crisis, and they can sometimes be pretty catastrophic. And um, the the results are kind of tragic, so we, we tend to look at only the physical outer surface and not so much at the inner cause of it, so what leads to uh, crisis in the first place. I think the fact that uh, we can view a crisis as a choice is positive in itself. A lot of people seem to live their lives as if they have no choices at all, that life just kind of buffets them along and they have to roll with the punches and uh, accept whatever comes their way and really they have no say or control in it. That's not so. Spiritually, we are confronted with choices and options all the time, but we have to be awake to them. We have to look for them. We have to discern the possibilities within a situation and that takes some imagination I think and some detachment from the circumstances themselves so that you can get enough distance to see the possibilities when you start looking at life that way then I think you begin to live more creatively and crises are very creative because we are faced with choices that will determine for our spiritual evolution, either growth or more inertia. And the danger of choosing the comfortable route is often that the personality is satisfied enough that it doesn't really grow. It just kind of rests back on its familiar patterns and rhythms. That feels nice, but it isn't always the most productive path. No, and it's it's falling back onto that <clears throat> usually a, an attitude or a, a belief system that is uh, already crystallized, but it does have a, a certain comfort to it. So, and and we don't want to disturb that comfort. So uh, we we don't we continue to follow the same old patterns, and that leads to the um, end result of of somebody of some hurt feelings or uh, something that, that's going to be painful. 
Well, we resist that, don't we? we the yeah. fear of pain causes us to back away from choices that might not be painful at all. They might be quite illuminating. But it's the fear of pain. Right, and if we can work through it and begin to look at really what's causing it, whether it's our own inner attitudes that need to be changed, then and if you can make that change and you come through it and you look back and you see, well, that wasn't so bad mm-hmm. after all. It wasn't so bad. <clears throat> because uh, uh, after you're able to move forward, then everything looks looks much better. Alice Bailey often mm-hmm. referred to crises using the image of a door, as if when one is at a point of crisis, one is faced with a door, and you have to choose whether to enter through that door into a new realm or to back away from it. And I find that interesting to ponder on because that means entrance into the unknown, something new, a new room, but... Another aspect of it is a more expansive existence. And the wonderful thing spiritually about crises, if they are productively handled, is they are expansive. A crisis of the soul can be noted by the expansive effect of it. If it leads one to have a wider sense of the one humanity, a more inclusive sense of identification with human existence in one's fellow men, if one feels that one is able to love more as a result of the crisis, that's an indication of the expansiveness of crises that show they are effects of the soul. Emotional crises that are full of pain and suffering often have an inhibiting effect as a result, a kind of a constricting effect that causes the emotional nature to shut down, turn in on itself, back away from um, relationships and so on. Those are signs of the personality's response to crisis, and those are not so productive. Yeah, I think that, <coughs> excuse me, that point about the crisis of the soul is should be brought out more because maybe we don't think of the soul having a crisis or going through a experience of crisis or, uh, or the, that there is a difference between the crisis of the soul and the crisis at the personality level and there are different um, states of crises here and as you say the crises of the soul have to do with the larger pattern it has to do with the soul's own intention and what it is hoping to accomplish in a particular life or a whole series of lifetimes and Usually, you can. The soul looks about every lifetime itself can be a, a kind of a crisis for the soul because uh, it is attempting to um, change the outer shell, the outer personality nature, so that it becomes more uh, more reflective of the soul's values. And uh, I think. Particularly people today, if they are very sensitive to their inner voice and inner note, and they hear the, this kind of inner note that does produce a conflict, uh, that is, um, that one must realize that that is the note of the soul coming through, and that does kind of present a a, uh, a problem for the individual and, and a 
real decision has to be made based on that inner note that one may hear. Well, it's at that very moment of confusion and uh, a sense that there's no vision of the road ahead that people feel they've failed. And that's one of the most um, unfortunate things about the way we tend to respond to crises. We view them as an indication of failure. Somehow we've gotten the idea as a, as a society, maybe as a species, that successful living means everything hums along at a very even keel and um, everything is peace and harmony. That's not always so because sometimes upheaval can be very creative, very productive. Having a crisis and realizing it does not mean that you've done something wrong. In fact, the writings of Alice Bailey tell people who are endeavoring to tread the spiritual path, if you aren't having a crisis, create one. That may be shocking. Why would one create a crisis? We do everything we can to run away from them. But it's just because those are moments when something is broken apart in us some shell, some element of the husk of our separated nature is broken down by the experience of crisis and that opens us up to the larger human family and it helps hasten our integration, meaning our um, incorporation of our mind, our emotions, our physical etheric nature the union of our personality with the soul, all of that is accomplished through integration. And crises can break down the barriers to integration. They lead us forward and they expand our sense of ourselves. For those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight. And our topic for today, the value of crisis. We have a special offer from Lucis Publishing Company, and that's the Alice Bailey book, Serving Humanity. Serving Humanity is a compilation of extracts from all 24 books by Alice Bailey. And today it's available for $19. The um, discount comes in the form of free shipping and handling. Serving Humanity is an inspiring compilation of extracts that will help the reader's understanding of crisis and why it's so important to spiritual development. What you need to do if you'd like to take advantage of this offer is send a check or a money order to Lucis Publishing. Lucis is L-U-C-I-S. Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. That's a check or a money order, $19 to Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And to get the discount, uh, just a little notation, Saying that you heard, uh, writing that you heard about the offer on Inner Sight. And by the way, we appreciate your donations. Um, they certainly are evidence of your support, and that's what keeps us on the air. Um, the uh, show is largely dependent on your donations. They are tax deductible, so if you'd like to see us continue doing these shows, please send donations to Lucis Trust. 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. That's Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. If you'd like to get in touch with us for any reason, uh, give us a call on the toll-free number, one 
Six nine five eight two four seven. That's one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. The easy way to remember it is one eight six six N Y Lucis. Think of one eight six six New York Lucis. All of our Insight programs can be heard on our website at www.lucistrust.org. On the home page, you'll find a link to today's program, which will be available for hearing in a day or two. Last week's program is already available, and many of our past programs can also be heard. Once again, the website, www.lucistrust.org. The theme of each week's program is posted in advance on our website so that you can see in advance what next Sunday's program will be as you were as you and Dale were talking about our topic for today, the value of crisis, I couldn't help but uh, think back to another show where you were talking about the Buddha, uh, Siddhartha, who became the Buddha later on. He certainly had a, an enjoyable life, women dropping mm-hmm. grapes in his mouth, all sorts mm-hmm. of riches and luxuries. I would have stayed put if mm-hmm. I were the Buddha, if mm-hmm. I were Siddhartha. But instead, he went into a crisis. Mm-hmm. He decided that he was going to choose crisis in life. Yes, talk about choice. Uh, and that was when he was a very young man, and he renounced everything that makes life beautiful and meaningful for the personality, home, mm. family, uh, status in society. Yes, that's a good example of a crisis where he somehow sensed within himself a deep hunger for something mm. more, and he knew he could only find it by setting out to explore life because he had been shielded from life by his father, the king. Legend has it that he had never witnessed any suffering, any sickness, any death. He probably sensed that that was too good to be true and that there was much more to life than he had been allowed to experience. But it takes great courage, doesn't it, to go through crisis with faith and vision. We want to hunker down in a kind of bunker mentality. And it seems to me that The world is now facing a global crisis that makes a lot of us want to just hide under our our desks and stay in bed and pull the covers over our heads, but it's not the time to do that. And the best leaders are those who are presenting a vision, a vision of the future that is hopeful and positive and that evokes the best response from humanity, a kind of, we can do this, we can get through this, Uh, vision. But the more reactionary leaders are those who say times are bad, we have to be careful, there are people out to get us, they want to attack us and kill us, and we had better rally our defenses and uh, resist. That's the lower response. Yes, and even in in a, a nation you have those same forces at work, the crystallized forces, the old attitudes of old ways of doing things and it's more comfortable to and easier let's say in running a, a government is just to fall back on those old ways those old patterns of, of doing things and behaving but uh, it, it's very difficult to uh, let's say have a vision of the future that uh, involves making decisions to negotiate with our adversaries rather than just to have this knee-jerk reaction to go out and um, start a war. So it, it's, it's taking what appears to be the most difficult path, but 
usually in the end, you know, the negotiated process, at least in my opinion, would be more of a progressive moving forward because it would set a pattern that would be useful for the future. These things are hard to understand, and I suppose every human being interprets them in a unique way. You said something that reminded me of something my father said to me years ago when I was very young. He said, you do everything the hard way. And I knew he was right, and I don't know why. It's just my way. (laughs) (laughs) I do things the hard way. I've had very dear friends who do things the easy way, following Mm -hmm. the line of least resistance. Maybe we have to be more tolerant and understanding of the differences in human nature about the way we approach crises without even necessarily knowing that's what we're trying to engender. Uh, But some of us have to run our heads into a brick wall and some of us run away from trouble. I don't know. Crises provide us with choices and I do think successful living is about managing choices and and learning discernment and higher values and on every level of human living crisis can foster that. I mean there are physical crises having to do with material values. There are emotional crises that we are probably all familiar with. Yes, everybody's familiar with uh, those kind of crises because every family goes through those those difficult periods of crisis, whether the um, you know the marriage is going to break up or whether they're going to be able to sit down and discuss the the problems and get at the root cause of the uh, difficulties, or whether they're just going to fall back on a, an old pattern and get angry and stomp out of the place and, the, you know, the marriage breaks up. And so it's it's that way with, with nations, too. Mm-hmm. And because nations are simply large collections of, of people, it's at least in the democratic nations, it is the people that supposedly make the choices. And if they choose incorrectly or if they choose... Uh, what appears to be the easiest and the most uh, friendly um, leader, then it may not be the best choice for the country at at this particular time, which, uh, you know, countries have to move forward too, just as people do. And it's interesting, we did a program uh, just uh, the other week about democracy. It's very interesting to see in the world the democratic process generating crisis, isn't it? In Pakistan, in Kenya, and now in the United States, elections are uh, underway or about to be underway. And you can see that the leaders who provoke the sense of retreat into tribalism, uh, that's a way of uh, fostering self-interest at the expense of the common good. It takes courage to imagine a nation being uh, able to Span the needs and interests of very diverse elements in its society. It's much easier to just look after one's own kind or to say that this portion of the population matters and the rest of the population doesn't matter so much and to serve only the interests of the powerful or the most appealing. Those are examples of how crisis can either lead to an expanded vision or to a constricted vision. 
Yes, because um, <clears throat> as we said earlier, man has the habit of crisis. Well, so do nations have the habit of crisis, and it's the decision made by the national leaders that uh, get them into uh, uh, crisis crisis situations. And uh, also because also nations have a soul, as we have mentioned before, the, the soul of the nations. There are national souls and just as there are individual souls and uh, the national soul has an intent and a purpose to work out and just as at the individual level there is a an intention that the soul is trying to work out through uh, the human human being and if we are sensitive to these inner spiritual intentions coming through at the higher level then they should give us the note and the direction, the new direction that we should be moving towards, I think. Alice Bailey mm. said something along that line. Um, she said that each life crisis can lead to extended vision or to a separating wall. And it seems to me that that applies to the reaction of the United States after September 11th. Extended vision or a separating wall. And to me, it looks as if we chose the separating wall. We retreated from global um, relationships and uh, withdrew from the world, fostered a sense of mistrust, began to question immigration, began to talk about how we would do what we wanted regardless of what the United Nations thought and so on. It's as if we chose that separating wall and said, well, we're alone and isolated and we're going to look after ourselves. That's dangerous. And I think a lot of people sense that it's not right. So we can see this crisis working out just in this country alone. Do we choose an extended vision which takes courage or do we retreat into self-interest and the known and familiar reactions? And that's what's uh, going to be worked out in this next um, few months and during this election period, I think. Uh, are we going to follow the old patterns or, or are we going to uh, <clears throat> finally break through and, and establish a, a new way of thinking, a new way of relating to the world? It comes down to relationships. And if you're not building relationships, uh, right kind of relationships, then um, we're headed for a crisis. <laughs> Simple as that. The interesting thing about crisis is that we get plenty of opportunities to redo it and get it right. Uh, this idea that mankind has the habit of crisis addresses that. If we fail one time, we will have another chance. And so... I want to reinforce this idea that because one is in crisis does not mean one has done something wrong or that one has failed. It may mean that one is at a point of real growth, opportunity for forward uh, movement on the spiritual path. There should be a sense, I think, of happy expectancy, honestly, when one is in the midst of crisis even if it's a crisis that is causing suffering. And the worst crises, I think, are the most subjective, the ones that people don't see. Not the loss of job or marriage or whatever, but the deep, quiet self-questioning when one really feels one's foundation has been blasted apart. 
we'll talk more about that kind of crisis next time, perhaps. Please take advantage of today's special offer from Lucis Publishing Company, and that's the Alice Bailey book, Serving Humanity. Serving Humanity is a compilation of extracts from all 24 books by Alice Bailey. And uh, it's available today for $19. A little bit more about Serving Humanity. Serving Humanity is an inspiring compilation of extracts that will help the reader's understanding of crisis and why it's so important to spiritual development. Uh, If you'd like to take advantage of this offer, send a check or money order, $19, to Lucis Publishing, Lucis, L-U-C-I-S, Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close the world prayer called The Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds, let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts, may the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your AC unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.